Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first ever bonus episode of Flashback 64. I'm Gooey, joined by my co-host, McKenna. Hello. Hello, McKenna. And we are doing a sort of uh, 1996 in review. We've reached the end of the timeline of 1996. We've done our first four episodes. We've covered eight games, I believe. Kind of the uh, first launch window of the Nintendo 64. And we're just taking a moment to uh, do a little wrap-up. Uh, which, we haven't been going that long, but that's okay. Uh, we kind of we kind of did a... I did a brief 96 recap, but we're just going to kind of have a little fun and take a look back at some of the stuff we missed. Uh, before we get into that, I kind of want to catch up on... I meant to go over some reviews and ratings and stuff that we've gotten uh, since we launched uh, a couple months, a few months ago, um, and shout everyone out. That way we can, we can get them, we'll get up to date, and uh, I encourage people to leave more uh, feedback. Um, do you, do you want to take turns reading some? Yeah. Do you want, do you want to do the first one, or should I do the first one? I don't even know. I'll we do might, the first <laughs> We might have read some of these already, but. Yeah, I don't know. Go, so, go ahead. So this one doesn't. <laughs> have the the name but i know who that is because i know that that zelda cast icon (laughs) yeah sorry i just kind of took screenshots on my phone but uh from the zelda cast this podcast is wholesome and whips love spateri thank you andy (laughs) oh we should mention too um we are we have been hosted almost since our inception we've been uh been hosted now by uh the zd the spateri podcast network which is great because it's it's uh covering our hosting charges you know so uh we're kind of on a i guess we're on a podcast network of sorts (laughs) that are all andy (laughs) all all andy podcasts except for us but uh, please go listen to the other shows there is my show with andy virtual theater where we talk about video game movies uh, there's Omega Metroid, uh, which covers uh, Metroid. It's weekly. They cover um, all kinds of topics in the Metroid series. And, of course, uh, you could say the flagship show, the Zelda cast, with uh, our ZD buddies, Andy and Allison. Um, which we've both been on. Which we've also both been on. So uh, go uh, Google that if you want. All right. I will take the next review that we got. We got a, this one's a five-star review. We're pulling from different places. We got comments, Mm -hmm. reviews, however you want to send us stuff in uh, is great. But this one's a podcast review, a five-star review we got that said from Luke Sky Fandom. And it says, jumped on because Zelda Dungeon listened and was amazed. Definitely my favorite retro game podcast already. Don't stop now. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you. Glowing review. Thank you. All right, why don't you get the next one? Uh, this is from Alex is taken, apparently. <laughs> Alex. Hello, Alex. Uh, haven't enjoyed a podcast this much in a while. Great work all around. A must-listen. Heart symbol <laughs> thing. You know, the uh, less than three thing. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, our next one, is this Judy-ism? It's- is, that, is that Judy of... ZD? ZD, is it? I, I think maybe, but 
it's not like Judaism. It's <laughs> Judaism. Uh, so anyway, it says, uh, great idea to talk about the games within their historical and cultural context. Uh, it immediately brings me back to my life in the 90s and 2000s and my own experiences with this era of gaming. The hosts are really good. You can feel the love. Bef- you know, before we talk, before we go the, or on to other reviews... I, I did want to talk about this just generally the year of 1996 like the the events of that we've kind of covered mm-hmm. um, uh, so we kind of you know gave like a catch up on our first episode and we've kind of gone piece by piece and we never we've, we haven't dove like deep onto any particular like thing maybe that could be like bonus episodes in the future but it is just kind of fun to and interesting to go and you know see what was going on like i mentioned in a previous episode i watched all kinds of footage of debates and things like that from the presidential election um i don't know the 90s are the 90s and in general are kind of an interesting time uh like i don't know about you like i don't really have much like memories but i think people tend to think about the time with like rose-colored glasses almost even though when you actually when actually started you know looking at things and obviously i remember a lot of things like like there are there are things that are different then that are like that we we almost took for granted obviously but then you see and there's a lot of the same like horrible things that are happening at the time too uh so i think that's worth acknowledging because we do we do get we do go hard on like nostalgia and stuff like that but when you actually look at the time and some of the things that are going on it's it's kind of an interesting time but a lot of it is before we fully like were comprehending what was going on in the world yeah i actually feel like the 90s is sort of a a gap in my history knowledge because (laughs) i was born in 95 so i don't really remember 95 except for the 90s except for like Oh, I, I went to preschool. I started preschool <laughs> yeah. in 99. And then I feel like when I took history in school, it went up like maybe to the 80s, 70s, 80s. And then it talks like a little bit about the early 2000s, mostly because of uh, 9-11 and that like that yeah. that was in the, <clears throat> the history books that I had. But I don't remember a lot of like specific 90s stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I like like I don't really remember learning much from the time. But it was still pretty new and you know, like and then when we were learning about like 9/11 and stuff, it was like very contemporary when I was in school. Mm-hmm. Uh it was I was in middle school or whatever. So like but um I don't know, it's an interesting time period to think about like um it's sort of uh like it's before th- that came along, 9/11 came along and kind of reshaped uh, a lot of people's uh uh view of the world and everything but it's it's sort it it's also a weird time because it's sort of like it's sort of like the end of uh debate on like how um (laughs) our society is set up you know like we it sort of felt like things are settled you know what i mean (laughs) like between the two like not uh, not culturally, but more I, I guess I think about like uh, economically and stuff like that. 
the the year in particular um, when I was going back through the elections and stuff like that you had in 1994 was the uh, the Republican Revolution which is when they finally garnered a majority uh, in like uh, Congress and stuff like that and the it's it's sort of the end of uh like any last shred or like I that probably actually happened decades earlier but it's sort of the end of like any idea of like the new deal era of like the democratic party and stuff like that so it's sort of like there's minor differences i feel like this isn't just my take minor differences about how like like economically the country would be structured you know mm-hmm. but uh it's uh the republican revolution and them sort of uh going for the the southern states uh i guess sets up the next era of our political reality which becomes like even more insane uh conservative backlash than there already was which was already a thing at the time too I, like i said i don't want to paint it as a thing like this wasn't happening at the time but we're about to i think by the end of this podcast we'll start to see that go into uh overdrive so i don't know it's mm-hmm. it's interesting to th- um to take a look at but uh uh, anything else from 1996 uh, that that stood out to you? For me, for me, always uh, <laughs> you, like you see, I have all the like the president's poster up here. It's just something I'm very fascinated by of like the the um, arc of the country's trajectory, and I always think about it through that lens, even though that's not the only important thing that's going on. But I just love that stuff. What what about what about it for you? You were watching over that video that kind of recapped things <laughs> yeah I was kind of it was kind of more in the background but I think like the one thing that stuck out to me that we hadn't discussed I don't think is that that was the year Steve Irwin's show his first show <laughs> okay. yeah, that's premiered cool. and I was like wow that was 96 and then of course it, it, it talks about like I guess it, it was 2006 that he died and I, that was probably one of the like earliest like deaths of a famous person mm, that I remember okay. I like being like oh that's sad mm-hmm. okay so I mean other than thinking about his death which comes <laughs> much later yeah there's at least some wholesome stuff because I just yeah. I don't know why I gravitate towards like what were the what are the horrible things that yeah. were happening in especially because people think of it as such a my sister was born in 96 oh that's <laughs> I, lo- a, I lost that's my thing. status as youngest child after oh. uh after 18 months <laughs> Um, I pull. I also pulled up. I went back and pulled up YouTube comments we got on various episodes. So we do put these up on YouTube, if people want to go and check it out there. Um, we've got one here from a former guest slash my brother, <laughs> uh, Golly Rogers, and this was on our Killer Instinct episode, and he said, "I remember playing Killer Instinct on Game Boy and loving Saber Wolf. Also played Gold on the Rare Re." play collection great episode um like i mentioned we had that game boy uh killer instinct game which is pretty pretty tight but uh that the rare replay actually um is kind of a cool thing we'll have to to get that on something i think it's only on uh i think that's only on xbox but it's a nice collection of all the well most of the classic rare games i think it's pretty complete though i think i think due to licensing is there a couple well obviously donkey kong i don't think is on there but 
we'll have to go through. Um, we're we're obviously going to see <clears throat> a ton more rare games in this podcast, and I'm really excited about that. But uh, mm. yeah, it, it that collection is actually really cool because it's got some other older, much older things. So. Um, uh, the the next one we have, um, I'll I'll let you read it, but it's actually from a uh, uh, someone that I've uh, kind of come to know on online, uh, uh, Alex Duquette. Um, he has a great actually a YouTube channel as well. You can go check out. He does. Speaking of nostalgia, he does a bunch of uh, he's got a bunch of great uh, medleys of uh, various network cartoon shows. Like he'll do them like whatever. Uh, 10 Cartoon Network songs in X amount of minutes, and it's kind of a medley of different themes from different collections and stuff. And, and he does a lot of other content, too. He has a podcast and stuff like that, so I would highly recommend checking that out. But uh, if you want to go ahead and read it, I don't want to yeah. steal your thunder here. <laughs> Absolutely. Love <clears throat> this podcast so far. It's such a great idea, and I love that you'll be providing other historical context from the time period as well big fan of the dungeon dive series (laughs) and now this too keep up the great work everyone you've got a big fan right here thank Thank you you. (laughs) yeah i think that's how i uh came to originally know him was he is commenting on my gooey's dungeon dive series (laughs) which i do also over on youtube uh (laughs) if you're into the legend of zelda i would i would recommend going through and checking those videos out and you have a youtube as well i do (laughs) And uh, <laughs> you know, there's something that we got a good cross tie-in promotion here because your your oh, latest yeah. video is I pretty cool. I just did a sort of a well, it's kind of a let's play. Well, I normally think of a let's play as something you're doing commentary while you're playing, which is what I do for Not most of them. But this time <laughs> I did something a little different, where I just recorded my gameplay and then I did um, I recorded myself talking about Harvest Moon SNES and I go through the game manual and I go through the uh, Nintendo Power uh, issue. They have a they have a big guide in I think it's the May or March March 1997 mm-hmm. issue uh, which is something I do uh, I don't like go through them on the podcast but I do uh, look through before and sometimes mm-hmm. pick out things to talk about. Yes. Um, I like, and I like going back to firsthand material. I feel like we're, we're halfway between like, like similar to what I was saying with the, the historical stuff is like, we, we, we kind of touch on it, but obviously we only have so much time to talk about everything, but we're all, Mm -hmm. we're always going to hit those kind of things. And so we do a little bit of, uh, uh, magazine reading slash skimming. Sometimes I skim it in a way that Mm -hmm. I would have at the time probably, but I think it'd be cool. Maybe, um, we can start looking at other uh, magazines from the time too. Yeah, we should start. We should start looking at that. Like, uh, was it e, uh, EGM? Uh, mm-hmm. What's a big one? Um, but yeah, we're definitely we're always trying to look at the first-hand sources from the time, uh, and the manuals are always super cool. And this is kind of the the last era where I feel like you really got to look at the manual. <laughs> I feel like I I also look at the Wikipedia pages a lot, but yeah, I think one of the really cool things about Wikipedia is that it lists all its sources, so maybe we could go through and look at some of the sources that it lists. 
Yeah, that's I've, probably got some stuff from. I've done that before, and it'll okay. take you to like a, a way back of like a website from that literally that year, which is mm-hmm. super cool to just see the website in its uh, original glory. But uh, yeah, thank you for thank you for that comment. Um, our next one that we have, or our final comment uh, that I wanted to mention, it, it's from uh, the name here. I think it's from Paul. <laughs> I don't know his YouTube <laughs> username, uh, and it's. Do you know what that says? It's too small on the screen right now. A- Aflac Gaddin. Af- uh, let us know what this like says. Is it like a mashup of Aflac and Aladdin? <laughs> that's what it looks like. It's, I think that's a picture. Is that Arnold is Schwarzenegger? <laughs> uh, I think it is. I can't tell, but uh, good good friend of ours uh, said, "Great episode. Love the music trend and some wrestling news also covered during the release." <clears throat> Thank you. Um, and also, uh, Paul is uh, pretty regular in our discord which mm-hmm. i recommend people coming in and getting into especially because we are trying to do for now uh, we're doing mario kart mondays we're trying to do the last monday of every month but uh it'll it'll eventually i think once we get to other games we all just go on discord and we've been playing on nso and uh once we get to some other games, too, that have multiplayer, we'll probably branch out and do some other games. But we're playing Mario Kart. We're playing Mario Kart 8, even. And uh, I want to do some Super Circuit. We were playing some Mario Kart Super Circuit together, uh, which was a lot of fun. So uh, check down. We should probably have a Discord link down in the bottom. So, uh, yeah. There's a there's a few other things before. We, we kind of prepared some... Uh, larger uh, lists, I guess you could say, but there's a couple things that I feel like, because uh, I'm trying to when we do the flashback segments kind of give like, especially because we're going like by week or month sometimes we cover like a month or two period of time, like I'm trying to talk about, you know what's happening each week and there's some things that I uh, find hard to f- find good, like data to pull from like like for music and stuff it's easy like okay i can pull the the billboard hot 100 or like movies you have the box office by weekend but one thing that i was kind of struggling with so i just kind of was like uh, screw it was um getting like a good um like thing that tracks tv ratings so we haven't Mm -hmm. talked a lot about tv on the show Uh, i did kind of talk about I'll probably do this again, like, just what were the big shows of the year, you know, every once in a while. But we, we have watched a little bit of stuff from the time, but, you know, we're not... It's it's also much harder to just go back and watch a bunch of shows, but we've hit up with some stuff from the time. Uh, like, like Paul mentioned, like, I've been watching a lot of uh, wrestling. We've watched some Saturday Night Live, because mm-hmm. they hit out on a lot of topics, too. Um, I've been... Uh throwing on deep space nine during the day just as like background yeah i wanted to oh shoot <laughs> we gotta we gotta look when that actually is we we've seen all of deep space nine and most of voyager which should be going on at the time but uh so that would have been like the later yeah let me uh hopefully the typing doesn't uh, come up here too much but there's actually a a list of uh okay. 
Star Trek by air date. So I'm just curious as to what, you know, we can almost have another show where we (laughs) are like, what was the Star Trek episode this week? But we're, I even think I threw on a couple that were time appropriate, but I I kind of gave up on that. Yeah, you did watch maybe one or two. So 96 was season five of Deep Space Nine, uh, um, from around when we started season three of Voyager, so... And, and First Contact obviously came out that year, the movie. Um, so really, that's a really, obviously, strong era of Deep Space Nine. And uh, Voyager, by this point, was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, so we've been watching Star Trek. Um, what else? I mean, we watched some Simpsons, which was mm-hmm. fun. Uh, watched a couple episodes of Seinfeld. That comes on TV a lot, just in general. So that's mm-hmm. kind of fun to catch. Um, we've seen some X Files, but that's not 1996 where we're at. Yeah, we we just started. We're watching 90s stuff too, (laughs) along with our regular viewing. So, um, but I I mentioned I think I mentioned on uh, I you know we'll probably come up uh when the Emmys come up we can we can Mm, talk about what shows won. Right. Uh, I was I I did look back uh the 90. Six Emmys, which happened early September, like right before we started the show. I think the shows, the, the most winning shows were, uh, or maybe nominated, I can't remember, but the top shows were ER um, and the Larry Sanders show, which is a really uh, funny show from the time. Mm-hmm. Really, really great show. Uh, but then I think in our flashback, too, I mentioned you had ER, Seinfeld, and Friends were all big then. So, um, I don't know. Those are all. That's all rife for uh, like ideas of like other bonus episodes we could do in the future. Like we could talk mm-hmm. about any of these shows or specific movies. But um, yeah, so shows will come up occasionally, but it's kind of it's kind of harder to slip in there. But uh, other oh, the other thing that was kind of uh, a good uh, like a great idea you've pitched, but it's like hard to think about mm-hmm. like the week to week. So maybe that. Almost could even the year to year, year to year um, was. Uh, uh, you're talking about snacks, yes. <laughs> popular. I, I yeah. really wanted to like go out and buy some snacks to have. Nostalgic while we were snacks, yeah. Um, we're always. I tried snacking. to do some some research on this, and it's like mostly just, you know, nostalgic '90s snacks. Not even things that were general like released in '90s necessarily. Um, the one thing I did find was like a list of like the the most popular snacks the year you were born kind of thing that goes from like 1940 up to close oh, to the present cool. day. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, what but was 1996? 1996 is the Triple Power Push Pop. Push Pop. So Push Pop with three different sticks of, some... of different flavors, which uh, was discontinued. So. I don't know if the regular push. We can get some push pops. We though. get we can get three different flavor push pops. I have uh, <laughs> see how that works. Okay, can we talk about push pop memories? You have push pop memories. Yeah. Well, I didn't. We didn't really get them a lot. in, yeah. in my home. I th- I feel like none of these snacks I got as a kid because, uh, my my mom was not into getting like the unhealthy snacks. Those were like a, a rare treat. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I feel like the most common snack we had was like Chips Ahoy or Oreo, and then we'd make 
like homemade we make like microwave s'mores with chocolate chips mm. and mini marshmallows and graham crackers i can start i, I have a specific push pop memory <laughs> okay. i can start paint we can start painting a picture i want to start assembling like uh organizing my memories into like specific <laughs> categories um because there's there like a couple there's a couple games we'll talk about and and especially for like um other consoles or games i didn't have where my specific memories of playing them are at a certain kid slash friend's house mm -hmm. um or like a family member or something so um do you remember when we were walking in my hometown we we're walking in my hometown mm -hmm. in northwest illinois and i showed you like the house my grandparents lived in i did a lot of game in there right next to it there's that big house mm -hmm. the big house um there there are two guys who live there that were that were uh in their my grade my graduating class we grew up together and they were they were twins uh not identical but they were twins they actually looked completely different they don't look like brothers mm -hmm. which is kind of fun <laughs> but uh and they were born two days before me well like but their birthday was two days before me they were uh, like a year younger anyway mm -hmm. push pops yeah, they would usually have push pops, I recall. And I did a lot of, and they'll come up probably even in this episode. Uh, I remember, but I remember doing a lot of uh, push pop eating slash gaming at their place. Um, which is funny. I have a lot of memories of hanging out with them, but I, uh, they're like one kids that I never feel like with either of them. I was particularly like best pals, but I think because the town is small, you're just hanging out with everyone. You know what I mean? There was mm -hmm. like. There was like ten kids, <laughs> so I was hanging out with them a lot, eating push pops and playing games. Yeah, I definitely had snack. If I had fun snacks, it was at friends' houses. Like I particularly remember my neighbor having uh, those like juice drinks. I don't think they were real juice, but in like the plastic bottles with the twist. Yeah, you off twist top on the top. That got like even when I think about them now, I'm like, it doesn't sound very good. No. I did have. <laughs> I was talking about the, uh, they kind of remind me, I, I think they probably taste similar to the, the fruit barrels that, uh, just mm. had some yeah, at the ZD Marathon, because our, because the social lead cat bought some, and good those were decent, you know, mm -hmm. the, um, one of the less sugary beverages we had, other than water, actually they didn't, they don't have that much sugar in them, Okay. surprisingly. <laughs> they just look, look they cool. They just, yeah. They do look cool. <laughs> they, you know? they do look cool. Um. What are some, but there's a couple other snack. Well, we're going to get, so we'll get push pops. Um, not that kind, I guess, but we'll get some. We'll, we'll have them. We'll snack on them for our next game. But, uh, so what are the other snack some, things? Some you things we on? got. We got Dunkaroos, which were mm. early. They were released earlier, but I, I definitely think of those as like, a 90s thing and those I think were discontinued for a while and now they're back so we got three mm -hmm. different varieties uh we got the like classic uh shortbread with vanilla frosting um there's a a chocolate cookie with uh vanilla frosting I think chocolate chips in it mm. and then there's like a 
again, the, the like regular vanilla cookie with chocolate frosting. I think I liked just the like the classic ones the best. Yeah. Even though I'm a that, like chocolate that's what I'd head. Say too. Yeah. I feel like I I've like graduated and now I like a, I need a higher level of chocolate than that. Okay. So it's like when I get low level chocolate, I'm like You're you you know you not matured. satisfying. <laughs> you matured this kid's snack isn't <laughs> I it's funny because it's basically like can frosting, you know. Mm-hmm. And I used to think, like, oh, even though I like homemade frosting, I think I'll always like just canned frosting. Not better than, but mm. that's I used the, to just, like, you know, grab a can and be like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to eat straight from the can. That's the biggest discrepancy <laughs> in our um, food taste. Now I'm like, Not to get- now I've just made so much homemade frosting that I'm like, I really like my homemade frosting, and I don't want mm. the canned frosting. I'll still eat it up. I definitely like. The I mean, I'd eat more, it, but yeah, that's the biggest I'd much issue in our. Make, especially like an American buttercream frosting is so easy to make, mm. and it tastes so much better. <laughs> we t- we sometimes struggle with what to eat because yeah. <laughs> I have a very I have like a picky um, you know, food dietary restriction, self imposed. Of being, I guess, vegetarian at this point, and then you're you're sort of picky just on like, like you don't really like trash food like <laughs> I do, so we struggle sometimes because I'll, I'll just be like, yeah, whatever, let's just get, <laughs> let's get this garbage. I that think I that's like. also like a more recent thing. Like after I graduated college, which was in 2019, um, was you know I had less than a year before the pandemic started. And so I think around that time I started to get really into cooking. I I've always been really into baking, like particularly desserts, mm-hmm. but started getting into cooking and now I'm just like <laughs> accustomed. Now you're a snob. Now I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm a food snob now. <laughs> it's like come on. No, it's... we can we can rub this back into the nineties. Well, <laughs> We got an off track here. Well, no, I, I I love Little Debbie. Oh, okay. Stuff. I th- that hasn't gone away. Um, well, what I was thinking of is actually just like thinking about because yeah, the the snacks are nostalgic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like it's, it's similar to the games we talk about. Like we talk about our experience playing them then, if we did play them, or like. Which is a different, I think, a totally different experience than, say, you were uh, an old, slightly older gamer at the time, like our age now. Like, mm-hmm. like I can imagine myself if I, if I was born, whatever, a decade earlier or whatever, being more, like, like I don't know. There's some games where I think about like, oh, uh, some I play and I'm like, how did I ever do this as a child? And then other times I'm like. It's so funny I couldn't do this as a child because it's like <laughs> it's like really not that hard, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think uh like I don't know, Shadows of the Empire might be an example. That not that I really played that one that much, but I'm like I probably would have struggled. I probably would have not been able to play that at all as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um but it's or like um no, actually, well, I don't want to talk about Mario Kart before we get into it, but 
Mario Kart 64. It was a little harder on on Switch, but um, mm-hmm. there are certain levels where I think about certain aspects of them. Uh, gave me such like anxiety when it was coming up in the race mm-hmm. that when we were playing, and I think I guess we were only playing on 50 CC, but where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like not really that hard, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know, like the food experience is like that too, you know, where it's like, especially with those nasty drinks, you know, like they're like. <laughs> You know, like, I don't know if a Capri Sun really hits the spot yeah. uh, anymore. <laughs> Is that it for snacks? Have we covered... Well, I... Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. What was I going to say? Don't... Here, let me scroll just, down Just some you. little things. Yeah, oh, like, other stuff I, you I like. Did, yeah. Uh, we had we had some fruit roll-ups, which I think are still tasty today. Yeah. Uh, sure. Still a solid snack. We had some... I don't know if these were out um, in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like these Dunkaroo like Lunchables where they have like three. No, little... these did not exist. I don't yeah, think. there were Lunchables, but like we didn't. Lunchables, I We loved. didn't really want to get Love Lunchables. The no. <laughs> you didn't want to get the Lunchables, I asked you. Well, I. It, it, it doesn't do anything for me now. Yeah. I can, I can remember everything um, yeah. about it and being like, I would hate this now. Uh, but the. The Dunkaroo like Lunchables are not good. Yeah. I, yeah. I did not enjoy them. They're they're a little disappointing. Uh, so the other thing I had was on Little Debbie. This is specific 1996 stuff. Um, I really wanted to mention Little Debbie because I feel like it's almost a tradition for me when if I go out to pick up a game instead of just ordering it online, I usually go to Target and I'll pick up the game and I'll pick up a box of zebra cakes mm-hmm. which were released which uh yeah I guess they debuted earlier in the 90s I think uh, zebra cakes yes they I were known the as cakes, something yeah. else but uh, oh okay they're like just vanilla cakes Debbie's, like website yeah <laughs> to see what it looked like so, so the website <laughs> launched in 1996 mm-hmm which I think, you know, 90s, lots of websites are launching. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Little Debbie started selling products, select products in Canada. Wow. Shout out to Canada. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about um, Cosmic Brownies in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, this has been a good snack update. Maybe yeah. we can do another snack-based episode or something sometime. Mm-hmm. We will review some. We can look at the. I, I can go back to that that list of snacks By the year, year you were born. Yeah, and go to the ninety seven. Well, we should get some of those soon anyway. Because yeah. a lot of them were discontinued. I think the ninety seven one has also been discontinued. Okay. Well, we can well, find we'll some something else close. You yeah, know, just for just for fun. I do want to say I think I, after tasting the Dunkaroos, I was like I could definitely make a better version <laughs> yeah and then i was like oh That's if we ever idea. had a That's like flashback hard. 64 party like make like a dunkaroo yeah bar you could like make different kinds of like shortbread cookies and different kinds of icing that would be and, that'd be cool yeah, it'd be fun <laughs> uh so we talked about um music you know every every uh episode um but we kind of wanted to in, in this wrap-up talk about our our personal favorites so not just of what we covered but we also wanted to kind of 
take a look like stuff from before and then other things that maybe because we're that's one thing is we're talking about you know what's what's topping the charts in terms of popularity but there's obviously a lot of um there's a lot of things that don't quite reach the same levels of popularity that it's hugely influential in different ways or like important to ourselves or others so um for ourselves personally we both kind of each we made a playlist of 10 songs that i think you could say are our favorite songs of the year um and I guess, I don't know, I don't know if you want to go through and say what you put on or if you want to talk about favorite songs or albums, but what, give me your music take from the 90s. What's, what do you think? Um, you can say all well, your songs if you want. That's uh, fine. I think when we first started listening to the music, um, I was like, wow, this is all very like R&B hip hop sounding. A lot yeah. of it, not all of it, but a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I really felt like that was that was that what was, was going like, on because really I was yeah. that was like a little before um, my first musical memories. I think my first musical memories are like boy bands and bubblegum pop, like yeah, like Britney, Christina, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. So like I do remember uh, some of this stuff from from then especially uh Alanis Morissette which I mm. I had I chose Head Over Feet to put on my list mm. that's a good um, song cause that was the one we listened to the the whole album I think more than do we Jagged Little it? Pill more, yeah and that was the one that like I kept like mm-hmm. I love that album uh I remember my aunt had it um, specifically when when I was younger and it was one that was played in, I, I have fond memories of just driving around listening to that and other ones I really liked it and then I actually remember too doing a tour once with one of my old bands where we just had a CD player in the car and so at one point we stopped at like a, a flea market and picked up a bunch of CDs and I think I got uh, that one on there, we I got that yeah I got that album and we listened to that a lot again on the tour, uh, so I have some fond post '90s memories with it. But I also put uh, I put the uh, the See Right Through You song from that album on there because uh, I like that she says you wine dine sixty nine me. <laughs> you would. <laughs> you took me out the wine dine sixty nine me. And I like when she says that. It's funny. but that's cool and it has the yeah i mean that's one of the most hit heavy albums of all time there's like a bajillion singles and they're all massive songs and it's yeah that's a pretty incredible album Mm -hmm. what else you got on your list uh so i saw that the cranberries had an album in 96 and i yeah i was not their one with the the big hits but obviously all their albums are great though actually Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like i don't know that many of their songs i don't know they might be i feel like a lot of late 90s to early 2000 songs i know from hearing them at the time but Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily like connect them with a certain artist or a certain album or a certain time period even Mm -hmm. uh but i i listened to the the cranberries album and put uh when you're gone from Mm -hmm. that on there nice yeah it's a good song. It was nice. it stuck out to me on the album. Mm-hmm. 
great voice, great songs. Yeah, love her voice. Cool. I mean, we we have we'll have the. I mean, if you want to, if there's anything else, you feel free to mention it. We're gonna have yeah. we, these playlists are on our YouTube channel. Did you say that already? <laughs> yeah, we'll put them in the description. But uh, we um we tried to limit it to ten, but it uh it was kind of hard. In fact, that uh, there's some that I left off. I'm like, man, that <laughs> I didn't like. I wanted to also include things that we didn't talk about. But like, um, I don't know. It it was tough. Uh, we both had um, Cheryl Crow on there. Mm-hmm. I love that album. It's on. Uh, if it makes you happy is the song we both picked. Yep. Um, but I love I love that whole record. Um, I used to walk around and listen to that a lot when I would commute to work. Uh, not in the nineties, but just a great album. Uh, if I could, uh, if if we both, I, maybe I'll go back and take it off mine because it's on yours, and I will add. Uh, You'll add a different one. <laughs> P- Pony by Genuine was uh, okay. One that I wanted to put on there. Um, uh, we talked about how there's. Uh, we've been talking about previous to recording, uh, like soundtrack albums from 1996, mm-hmm. and I put the Cardigans' "Love Fool." on there which is on the Romeo it's like the big Mm -hmm. I feel like well I think because of the music video but I love that song I love that album too that that's on so I had that on there that's the only soundtrack one I kept on there but there are a lot of great uh soundtrack actually this is my list I really have to fix it actually because I was trying to represent me in the 90s Stuff I like now. So there's stuff I didn't put on because I, I certain ones were I like sort of liked at the time and it kind of faded. But I think the one of the most representative soundtracks for me at that time, and it's really messed up. It's not on this list. I'm gonna I'm gonna go change this. Is <laughs> there should be a song from the Space Jam soundtrack <laughs> on there uh, because that I had I had that on a tape and I was playing it all the time. So uh, I would also go back and add that in. But um, along with, I wanted to mention, so with, with Pony, that's one of the first songs I remember, like, just actually really liking as a kid. And another one that I included that was a massive song already in the show was No Diggity by uh, Blackstreet. And I specifically just, re- and I think I mentioned this in the episode, but I have a very specific memory of, go. I would we would always go stay at my grandparents they lived in you know pretty close to us in the same town they would watch us sometimes and i remember staying the night there one night and they had a little tiny radio in the room and putting on i would just listen to whatever came on uh the top 40 radio or whatever and it was a lot of like r&b and stuff like that so those two songs came out uh i don't know what year it was too but there was also that one song that's like uh, next, like real, cl- it's like you're dancing real close. It's about like getting a boner while dancing in the club, basically. <laughs> um, but I have very fond memories of like that, that, and then I like actually like R and B and country music actually being like some of the first music I liked as like a little tiny kid because it was like what I was really being exposed to, uh, along with like classic like rock and stuff like that. Hmm. Uh, any other music you want to talk about? Um, I think there's there's two other on my list that I'd like to mention. One is Don't Speak from No Doubt, because that's one mm-hmm. I just remember 
listening to like yeah. throughout my whole life like that that just has like some staying power there um and one i i had to pick a soundtrack um this is another movie soundtrack but it's um it's a disney one i, th- I think like the 90s were kind of a like a golden age for disney like a lot of their mm-hmm. like i think they all my favorite disney them, yeah. animated movies are from the 90s so 96 the hunchback of notre dame came out and um i was kind of between i feel like there's well i think the whole soundtrack is really good but um i didn't put uh what is it? God help the outcasts. God save the outcasts. God help the outcasts. Oh, okay. That's I didn't put that one on there because I was I only wanted to pick one, but that one's really good. Um, I picked Hellfire because they always give the Disney villains such great songs. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I wanted to throw in a mm-hmm. little Disney soundtrack, especially because that's like probably what i was watching maybe not in the 90s but late late 90s to early 2000s i was probably watching a lot of the animated disney stuff because mm-hmm. i was a baby yeah <laughs> <laughs> i put on a sign i i wanted to represent different eras of my taste and i put on a handful of like punk bands which i didn't really get into at that time i got into more of my teenage years so maybe like 2006 i would say um so maybe i'll take one of these off um and put on slip on a space jam song but i had uh and and some these are actually all the three that i put on there are also the title of the song and the album so this 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 is great i can just list them uh less talk more rock by propagandi um the descendants everything sucks and bikini kill reject all american we're all uh what when I first was like getting into punk music stuff I really liked and then uh, one thing I want to mention we, we had this sort of chat we were over at my uh, my old bandmates uh, uh, Marcus and Delia's house uh, having a fire last month <laughs> uh, chilling out and the the 90s was also a big time particularly late 90s for uh, like this particular era of like uh, of emo which we'll never see come up on the charts i i don't think it's not until the next era that any of them i think approach chart topping but the real the real good stuff the real you know <laughs> the cool stuff is from this era and we'll i will probably both both of them uh you know for i i guess actually from being around it so much and playing it in bands like i'm not actually that smart on it like it's like any genre where like i pick up a little bit in some bands i like and then like I'm not like a expert on any genre of music but uh mm-hmm. we'll have to kind of like how I've met, talked about wrestling with my wrestling friends uh Marcus and, and Delia Delia is such a encyclopedia of uh of emo knowledge <laughs> but uh I did uh put in um on here uh Mineral the song Parking Lot uh and Mineral is one of the like for me one of the top like emo bands from that era behind like the promise ring is my favorite it's like one of my favorite bands of all time actually but uh mineral i think is such an awesome band actually uh got to open for them once uh oh. when they, they yeah 
and I, I've seen them a couple times, like because they got they broke up, got back together. You know, like a lot of those bands have done now reunions and stuff. But uh, um, all the Mineral albums, I I highly recommend anyone checking out. So I like my playlist. They got kind of a good mix. Oh, I also threw in this is also something that came probably ten years later. But I put the song Assassination Day by Ghostface Killa uh, from his album Iron Man, which he's not even on <laughs> the song. It features other <laughs> members of uh, the Wu-Tang Clan, which I got really into when I was, like, in high school. Um, so not necessarily in 96, when it was the heyday to be into them, when they are at the height of their powers, was probably this specific era, because uh, they had a genius um, business strategy of having nine members and then making a million albums <laughs> with each of them. Uh, but anyway, um, that's... Yeah, I, there, there's okay. Yes, there's a music, a lot of music. There's <laughs> music. Um, let's also talk about movies. '96 was a banger year for for movies. Um, mm-hmm. We we've been watching a lot of great ones, but what were what were your favorites? Not of what we just watched, but you know your your 1996 movies. So the standout movie of the year for me was Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Um, That's like the biggest movie I, of the year, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think we we did look at that stat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I probably watched it for the first time when I was around ten. Um, but I love disaster movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, you'll see that a little <laughs> in my next pick. But uh, yeah, Independence Day, awesome, love it. Um, it kind of, I always kind of think of it in, uh, hand in hand with Jurassic Park, probably because of Jeff Goldblum. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have like a specific story of, I think I was watching Independence Day and Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum are like escaping the mothership thing and a door starts closing and Mm -hmm. it... They're not sure if they're going to make it in time. And Jeff Goldblum starts going, must go faster, must go faster, must go yeah, faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just like, I just sit there like, hold up. Mm-hmm. The, I had just like a, a deja vu moment. Yeah, and I, I just immediately pause the movie, grab the Jurassic Park VHS, fast forward to the scene where... No. They're driving away from the T-Rex with uh, Jeff Jeff Goldblum's got an injured uh, leg, I think, and mm. he's in like the back seat of one of those cool Jeeps, and it, the T-Rex is starting to catch up, and Jeff Goldblum goes, must go faster. <laughs> it's like, I there knew it. He did it. Yeah, I actually, I didn't put it on my list because actually I just knew you were going to bring it up. So, <laughs> But um, it's uh, it's hard to say it's not well, one of my, not one of my favorites from the time because I think it is just one of the most bombastic. And, and it's like this era of movies is honestly just my favorite, especially for like big, not even big. I, I like, I like the medium sized action movies like, or like thriller, like stuff like that, like that we we watched chain reaction the other like mm-hmm. i love those and you'll see my favorites that i have 
also encompass this, but then all the way up to the big, huge blockbusters. Like, this is my favorite era, I think, for that, of those type of movies. Um, so it should be on my list. And it would and then for just of the time, this was another, like, I love this as a kid. Like, it, it was both exciting and it freaked, it also freaked me out a little bit. Um, and I, that's a, that's a, um, <laughs> I'll lump that in as a cousin movie. I feel like I watched that <laughs> one at my cousin's. <laughs> I have like, I think the memory of seeing it for the first time would have been, uh, at my cousin's. So we'll, we'll touch upon cousin games, but that's a cousin movie for me. Mm-hmm. What else you got? I got Twister. Yeah, this is, um, this is another one I knew, I thought when you were like, should I put this on? I was like, please put this on because... <laughs> I don't want to put it on, but I want it to be on the list. I love this movie. Again, this is like another disaster movie, but it's also, I I got very into tornadoes for a little while, and at one point I kind of wanted to be a storm chaser. Yeah. And I, I still <laughs> nice. have like a dream. They do like tornado chasing tours. Really? Yeah. We just go and... I think there are like two two week long tours where you just get in a car and they go chase storms that look like they have the potential for tornado formation. And I was like, that would be so cool to see a tornado in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would never. Um, no. Yeah, that, it's just. I'm such a. It's a fun. <laughs> well, it has a massive cast of just amazing uh, actors actors in it um uh and i'm such a like like i was saying of this era movies i'm just such a like a movie boomer when it comes to this like when we're watching chain reaction or i i can go back and watch a a random scene of this and it's just people talking i'm just like oh they don't make them like they used to (laughs) just seeing that specific faces that i feel like i don't see anymore like certain look you know it might just be like because it's shot on film or something but i'm just looking at it, i'm like oh that's that's movies right here you know <laughs> twister is awesome for that mm-hmm. you had one more yeah um probably i'm sure the the earliest of these three that i watched uh matilda which mm-hmm. uh yeah that that's a younger one. you know age demographic you can you know but just oh, yeah. like this whole, I don't know. Mario Wilson is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Danny <laughs> uh, DeVito. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, Ree. What's her last name? What's that? Who plays um, Danny DeVito's character's wife? Oh yeah, who is that? Um, the Cheers. From Cheers. Yeah. Matilda. I don't yeah, know. she's in that too. Yeah, I remember reading a story. Rhea Perlman. Like, they kind of right. like pseudo adopted Mara Wilson. Oh, really? At the time, because okay. I think, um, I don't know if her 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 mother died around that time. I I don't know if it was during filming or like shortly before. Mm-hmm. So. They were, like, kind of pseudo-parents to her. Okay. That's cool. Um, plus, Miss Honey is awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was, was I great. definitely saw a couple times as a kid, and was it wasn't my favorite, but I, I 
liked it a fair amount. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just any movie where you just you discover that you got magic powers. It's is, a proto Harry it's Potter. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's no without the baggage. No, I I don't think there's any is the Matilda, Matilda baggage. Is there any backlash towards Matilda? I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. In that vein, I want to mention, I, I, I'm cheating, and I'll be quick, but I made sort of two lists, and I crammed more than three in both of them, but... <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> well, you could do this, so, too, if you want. Yeah, I do want to mention one thing. Okay, Should I ahead. do that before? No, go ahead, yeah. So, uh, Emma, <clears throat> uh... With oh, Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. came out in 96, and that was kind of like, I feel like the bookend of kind of a mid-90s Jane Austen film mm. adaptation era. There's like a few that come out a few years later, but I think there's, um, you know, 95, you got the Pride and Prejudice miniseries, um, I think Sense and Sensibility with uh, Emma Thompson, Kate Winslet. Mm-hmm. Came out in 95. Uh, Clueless, which is also M- M- an Emma adaptation. And I think Persuasion was around there. Somewhere in there as well. Um, There's a lot of like that and a lot of like Shakespeare stuff I remember too in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I watched a ton of that growing up. I remember watching them a lot, like over yeah. and over again. Um, so you like the Gwyneth Paltrow Emma? I've never seen it. I do. I think I liked it a lot more then, uh, before I read the book. I still mm, enjoy it. I, s- I still enjoy it, but I don't think it uh, portrays uh, Emma, the character, uh, quite as nicely as, like, I think the the... The newer Emma, with uh, Anya Taylor, Anya Taylor Joy. 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 Yeah, I think that's a mm-hmm. really good adaptation. Okay. Yeah, I just I think the that. reward. We like, should watch these. I feel like. Sh- yeah, we should. I always like these. Um, well, I've seen a fair amount of uh, those adaptations uh, over time, and I always like them. But it's not. It's not ever ones I go. To. I go to. You see my some of these here. Some of the more. <laughs> ridiculous i don't not ridiculous but you know i guess movies i've been conditioned to like more mm-hmm. similar to like matilda when i was really young you know like i liked matilda and stuff but i was always conditioned like that's a girl movie you know right. but i, I did want to mention i didn't have it i'm gonna sneak another one in there because oh, i told you about this but i saw someone shared on blue sky which we're on now by the way we're on blue sky uh so go follow us there if you have it but someone in there, I I got a lot of people sharing their favorite movies. Someone shared Harriet the Spy, which I had because mm. it was there was probably a lot of crossover and promotion on Nickelodeon. And I was a big Nickelodeon watcher at the time, and I remember the Orange Case, and that was one I was into. And mm. I, I'm I, I'm curious. We should watch that. I feel like you might be into that because I feel like, mm. yeah, I feel like it wasn't marketed for like young boys, but I got into it so. Mm. Okay, my movies, I made two lists. I made movies that I literally loved at the time that I can't not mention. Uh, I've already talked about them on the show, though. I've told my stories about them. There was Space Jam, 
Well, and we'll talk about basketball in our next episode. So, <laughs> and Michael Jordan and stuff like that. I, Space Jam. I've said it all. Uh, I've also, I think I've already mentioned Mars Attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, real like, well, I I do want to say if I'm I'm getting the groups together. That was one I specifically remember. And and when we were down in Texas. My family brought this up. They remember this, but my aunts and uncles and we brought me and my cousins to see it. And I, I don't think this is for kids. <laughs> I was six years no. old. And I saw it in theaters. <laughs> and now now I see it and the aliens are so funny to me. Like, they're hilarious. Mm-hmm. But they're fucking scary. They're really horrifying. You know, they're big, huge brains. So I was really scared of that as a kid. We both picked an alien movie. Yes. An and, alien invasion movie. Well, and actually... <laughs> I, you know, I don't remember a lot of, like, dreams and stuff I had, but when I was a kid, I did have a lot of nightmares about being, like, in an alien invasion, and they were, like, Mars... I imagined myself like the kid or, like, Natalie Portman in Mars Attacks or, like, the kids in... They they all have, like, ki- kids. Mars Attacks is weirdly... It, even though it came out at the same time, it's actually a really good... It's, like, a parody of Independence Day, which is awesome. Yeah. Like... <laughs> But yeah, like I couldn't, I would have nightmares about that happening. Like it was really scary. <laughs> that that does remind me. I uh, Jurassic Park, I think it was like my first PG thirteen movie. Okay. And uh, even though I loved watching it, I would have dinosaur nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty for freaky. like a year. Yeah. It's been a while since I've had one, but I definitely have had dinosaur nightmares as an adult. Um, and then, so, I also put on Beef is and Butthead Do America. I liked that a lot as a kid, um, and I still like it a lot, but that was one that, uh, honestly, though, like, Independence Day would probably be stronger on there than my, but I want to talk about my actual favorites now that if I had to, like, go and watch and, and tell you, like, what are, mm-hmm. like, the absolute favorites, um, I couldn't, I, I was hoping that, uh, Chain Reaction would get in there, because it, it was made by... Uh, a director of many movies I love, and it, I thought it was a great movie, but uh, it it would probably not be in my top. And it's got Keanu. It's got Keanu and Morgan Freeman. Uh, that one Chicago Rachel, cop uh, that's in all Rachel those Vice, I think that's how you say your last name. Yeah, I love her. It's a great movie, actually. It would, I would probably put it in my top ten. Like I thought it was a really good thriller. So, uh, and I still have four more movies to name, but then I couldn't decide um, between. Uh, Mission Impossible. The first Mission Impossible is an awesome movie. Or Star Trek First Contact, which I think is simultaneously like kind of a dumb movie, but it also whips so much ass to me. It, which it's just like, it's almost like, I don't know. I don't know if I would like have, I would have totally watched it if it wasn't a Star Trek movie. But like, the almost the way it whips ass is like in contrast with like what being a good Star Trek thing is. Like, it's kind of silly. But, I don't know. I think it's a really satisfying movie. Um, you know, Frakes, the god Frakes directed it. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Can, what about, I mean, can you, there's not a better TNG movie than First Contact. I don't know if you remember them all, but that's the Borg one uh, where they got a, you know, Zephram Cochran. Yeah, Barclay that's the them. most memorable one to me. Yeah, Generation's pretty good with Kirk. But, uh, yeah, anyway. yeah. 
So my top ones, though, these are my strong top ones. And this one I only saw like a year ago, but Executive Decision. Uh, it, me and Moss watched it in our run-through of Steven Seagal <laughs> movies, but it's it's very much unique in that it's like one that's not actually starring him. Um, uh, in fact, he, spoiler, he like dies. Like he's presented like, it, what makes it great actually, there's a couple Seagal movies that... Uh, like actually exceed what he is capable of because <laughs> I feel like there's a cap on like a starring vehicle but they use him in the way he's used in a lot of movies but then he dies mm. um, but it's a great thriller of like it's like I love these kind of movies where it's like there's a terrorist attack on a plane and like there's a time limit and a bomb and uh, it's cool it's basically like Seagal and Kurt Russell are going on this plane that they got to they gotta stop thing. They gotta stop this. Uh, Kurt Russell's like a suit, and Seagal's re- leading a SWAT team that has John Leguizamo, uh, uh, Joe Morton from T two, the the one guy. Uh, what's his name? Oliver. He's in Flatliners. But anyway, he gets taken out, and so now um, uh, Kurt Russell, who's not like a, a, like a tactical guy, has to kind of like he's put into this situation. It's very, like, diehard, where it's like, oh, he's kind of vulnerable, he's got to lead this team. Uh, and and they also got to, you know, they're sneaking around the plane, someone's someone's got to do the bomb ensemble type thing. Halle Berry's one of the attendants, so she's got to kind of communicate things. Very, It's a very fun, I love those kind of movies. Uh, but then I think it's, <laughs> I can't deny the greatest movie of the year, I think it's one of the greatest movies of all time, is Fargo, uh, which we actually watched together. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's... It, it's we'll, we'll talk about it actually in an upcoming episode because I believe uh, in 97 it wins a handful of Oscars, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's mm-hmm. one of the best... just one of the best movies in general. What, yeah. can, what more can you say? Great cast, awesome directors, great script... Mm-hmm. Great vibes. The vibes are off the charts in that movie. <laughs> um, but now let's bring it. Let's bring it to games. So this is gonna be. We've got kind of a two-part segment here to kind of end the show. But first of all, um, we, we want to talk about other games from the time. Not not necessarily ones that wouldn't come up on the N sixty four library. It could be other consoles, whatever. Um, that were either big, mine actually all are from maybe like the, that year or like a couple years later. Like I was playing it in my pre-teen era, so like late 90s, early 2000s. Um, but it could be a game you discovered like later and it became a favorite. So mm-hmm. what, what, what did you, what stood out to you about 1996? Um... So I was just going through, like, a list of game releases because I wasn't super familiar with. Um, there's one that I'll I'll do last. I'll talk about last that I recall. Okay. But, uh, so I've never actually played a Resident Evil game, uh, but I, I like watching people mm-hmm. play. I watched you play. Um, you played the, the GameCube yeah, remake, so, the- so the original... We watched some of the, the original, yeah, which in, is a lot of fun. In 96, like, and I've I've watched a lot of playthroughs on YouTube of um, almost all of the games. Uh, mm-hmm. I 
I really like the horror genre, but I don't mm. necessarily play a lot of um, yeah. horror games. I I think I probably like some of these because most of them are not first person, which is generally the thing that turns me off from a game. I don't normally enjoy first person. Resident games. Evil is such a unique. Yeah, that there's you saw there's the a lot of different styles. <laughs> a style evolution I think even they went to first person with 7 but then they released a third person person mm, version yeah. um so yeah that was I'm a, I'm a huge fan one. of that series and um I'll, we're gonna bring up a handful um of almost like big tentpole games that came out of this year um that are like, that one's genre-defying. Some of the other ones are a little less genre-defying, but I think of them as all, like, these... I guess they're all, like, PlayStation games. Like, that one I'll briefly mention, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, just, like, mm-hmm. these huge, I guess, non-Nintendo games. Uh, we're setting up the next era, you know. S- Sega's been put in its place. <laughs> <laughs> but here comes Sony. Um, and uh, games like that that I uh, played at uh, my cousin's. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> go continue with your list. Uh, the next one I picked was Tomb Raider. Also, not something I've actually. Well, I I've played the newest reboot trilogy. That's mm-hmm. the only Tomb Raider I played. But I really like the series. Um, I've watched all the sweet. movies. Apparently, there is a uh, show coming to Amazon mm-hmm. uh, with like. Haley Atwell attached to play Lara Croft, so that seems really neat. That'd be cool. Um, it's gonna be hard to top Angelina. Apparently, though. it's gonna have a, a tie-in <laughs> uh, movie and video game, so we have like more Tomb Raider to look forward to playing. I'd be okay. Uh, Tomb Raider, the earlier games that that's a series I'd be interested in playing too. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when we do our, I like the uh, one one thing I wanted do is sometimes like i've talked about bonus episodes of like things from that era that aren't Mm -hmm. so well maybe we'll do a bonus episode on that someday i've got on the list as well as like uh super mario rpg well actually that came out that year too um so what yeah we're gonna eventually maybe you know dive into some non-64 stuff but yeah so uh my final one is maybe my first video game it's either my memory from the time is too foggy to to determine what the actual first was but it was either Mario Kart 64 or Pokemon Mm. so I I think I can say Pokemon was my first um, single player game Uh, it did not launch in yeah. the US at that time. It was only in Japan in 1996. Uh Red and Green launched February 27th, 1996, mm. which is when we celebrate Pokemon Day every year. And then later in the year, well, it was not even Pokemon, it's Pocket Monsters. Yes. So later uh later I... in the year they launched Pokemon Pocket Monster Blue, which was like sort of a Slight upgrade to red and green. Uh-huh. And then um, a couple... 98, I think, is when they released Pokemon Red and Blue in North America. 
Mm. And uh, I think I read they they took well, Pokemon Blue, uh, Pocket Monster Blue was like a solo game, so it didn't have like the version exclusive stuff. So when Pokemon Red and Blue released in North America, they took the like version exclusive stuff from red and green and the upgrades from blue and mm. put that into those and then so those red and blue weren't the ones i played i actually played yellow which was even i, have that, I think yeah. that was still in 98 but i yeah. that was like the game that launched my love of video mm. games so definitely had to include that on here for sure yeah i didn't put it on because I knew you would, but mm-hmm. also also because that's not, um, I don't know. I guess I guess it's not gonna. We'll talk about it when we get to it. But I I have specific stories and memories from it that I that I was planning on sharing eventually. Because mm-hmm. um, we'll, if I remember, I'll try to have its uh, American release dates come up. Because when I usually I'll, when I'll, I'm I'll in, make sure I remember. Okay. <laughs> well, usually when I'm looking up other games like. Like when I go off the N sixty four list for a show, I'm I've got it American release dates. But then mm-hmm. when I'm doing the research, I'm like looking up other notable games, and sometimes it'll throw out like, you know, uh, Cruise in USA. But I don't know if it's like it'll. It turns out it's like oh, that's a Saturn port, or I don't know if that actually happened. But you know what I mean. It, mm-hmm. Or like uh, released in Japan, and so hopefully I, I get it right. But uh, yeah, that obviously that was a huge game for me at the mm-hmm. time huge game uh the ones i picked actually they're these were all games that i played a ton and it outside of so i had sort of like the friends or the cousins who had playstations that i would get to experience you know outside of what i owned between my nes game boy and n64 but then we also had you know a personal computer at home a pc if you will (laughs) And uh, these all came out this year. I don't know what years I actually played them, but they would have been uh, big big for me regardless as a kid. I played a lot of Simcopter, uh, which was, uh, as it sounds, it's actually one of the first, like, it was sort of like open world. Like, you're a helicopter mm-hmm. pilot, and you can get in and out of the helicopter. Really, like, pr- I remember primitive graphics and voice acting, like... <laughs> But um, one thing that I thought was so cool about it was um, I, I was big into SimCity 2000 on the PC. That's one of my all-time favorite games, even. But uh, you could import your SimCity 2000 cities and play the game on that, like, fly around in those cities and do, like... They'd have different missions where um, you'd, like, stop crime or you'd, like, have to put out fires. Like, you'd fill up a bucket and drop water on stuff mm-hmm. uh you you p- pick people up and take them to the hospital uh it, it reminds me a little bit of like almost like uh gta in, just in that it's like this mm-hmm. big city that you're kind of open to exploring so i love mm-hmm. i got really uh sucked into that as a kid um nice. we had uh i had a lot of com- command and conquer red alert which was a uh, real-time strategy game uh, I played a lot of it when I was young. It didn't stick with me as much as uh, the the series I really got into was Age of Empires. But uh, mm-hmm. I have some fond memories of playing uh, that one in particular. And then this was on consoles as well. Uh, one thing I also 
had to experience at like other people's houses were typically Sega games. I didn't ever have a Genesis or a Saturn or a Dreamcast or whatever, but uh, I did. They did do PC versions of. I had Sonic Three and Knuckles on PC, but the nineteen ninety six game that I have on here is Sonic Three D Blast, which is kind of an interesting. Uh, it's like a isometric view Sonic game. Uh, and I remember, like, that art, the art style and, like, the whole vibe. I haven't played it since then, but the it, the vibe of it is uh, off the charts. <laughs> so I actually kind of want to go back and play that one again, because uh, I don't remember how, like, actually good it was, but I have such fond memories of playing it, even over Sonic 3. I think I liked it more mm-hmm. as a kid. I think just because the visual style and the music and everything uh, popped for me, so... Yeah, so those were pretty pretty big games. But uh, to wrap things up, uh, we've got... Did I say eight games? How many games have we covered? We've covered one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, oh. Does this go in? Yeah, yeah, there we go. We've got eight games we covered. Um, you know, the apps, it's, it's a little long yet, but we we're, cra- were catching up on things. So, mm-hmm. But we're going <laughs> to... We have this one final segment we're going to do. Uh, we're going to kind of steal the um, uh, Ryan of Standard Definition Gaming's uh, ra- uh, rating system. And we're going to... I don't I don't want the episode to get too... Bo- the episodes we do to get too bogged down in, like, reviewing the games. We're just kind of, like, talking about our experiences with them and stuff like that. But I thought it'd be fun here in this sort of wrap-up to go through. And we're going to rate these games based on only two criteria, <laughs> which is... The vibes and fun factor, I believe, <laughs> was the other one. So uh, we'll do it out of like five, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're in chronological order. McKenna, Pilot Wing sixty four. <laughs> in terms of uh, vibes, what would you, I think? This amazing is amazing vibes. Amazing vibes. This is gonna be a five. It's a five. A five. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> for me, it was a good intro. uh... Can I edit this? (laughs) Can you edit your own? uh... Uh, Am I uh, screwed right now? Oh, here we go. Mode editing. Wow. Okay. So you're going five. Oh, for me, it does the the music, the visuals, everything really awesome. I feel like I feel like there's a high, there's slightly higher standard that can be achieved. (laughs) I'm going to be a little bit more less. (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna be more critical. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. But for fun factor, where would you rank this? You know, I think the ones I've had the most fun playing are the vehicle sim. Well, some the jetpack. Some pack, of the most fun. Yeah, I'm gonna give copter. this one a five as well. Five. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is one of my favorites that we've played so far. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna say a three. I think it's pretty oh. good. I think it's good. Um, we didn't go and like fully go completion on this. I think it's because like when I got to the really hard ones, they were fun, and I and I I could see myself going back and doing it. I might, but as time has gone on, I've, I'm sort of like, yeah, that was that was pretty fun. But I think, you know, I'm not. I don't feel compelled to like do more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm less critical, um, maybe of this because. It's a it's an early game in the system and uh 
well. Mm-hmm. It's probably uh, some of the other ones that we've played have not enjoyed as much. That's fair. No, I <laughs> I, I can totally see that. Uh-huh. This one, it that's one thing to it is like it's kind of low commitment. You know, like if you if you if you're like failing on something, they're like thirty seconds long. Yeah. So, so you're like whatever, you know. Right. Super Mario 64, though. This I would actually list as the best game of 1996. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it so, got game of the year from a lot of... Uh, yeah. Basically anywhere. Um, so, vibes. Vibes is definitely a five. Okay, this one I'm uh, gonna agree. There's um, uh, there's something about this era, like, like the Mario series has yet to... Because 3D gaming is new. Like, mm-hmm. the like vibe of Mario has yet to fully be solidified. Like, obviously, there's games now that... They're still spectacular. They're probably all fives, but there's something about this era where, like, uh, there's just certain, like, elements that I feel like you wouldn't see in a Mario game now. Uh, And I just think, like, when I... Even when I'm hit with that title menu, this game select, like, it just sends, like, a blast (laughs) to me of, like, of uncontrollable vibes. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about Fun Factor? So I I mostly had a lot of fun with this, but you, you know I was I was yeah struggling a little bit with like the camera controls and mm-hmm. depth perception. So I got a little frustrated at times, but I'm still gonna give it a four. Okay, so pilot wings is more fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay, that's cool. I think I enjoyed watching you play. Super Mario 64 well, let me tell more you, than I enjoyed playing it. I have such muscle... I, I've said this <laughs> before. I, I, like, I have, like, some of those jumps, like, I, I can, like, I can see where it's, like, you're, like, ah, yeah, I get the camera right or whatever. Whereas, like, I have such muscle memory that just, I'm, like, blast off with this jump. Who cares? I'll probably land. I'm giving it a five because I, I just, like... I, the muscle memory, it always feels so satisfying to go back and play. Uh, there's definitely things I sh- like struggled with at times that were frustrating, but uh, just, I don't know. Yeah, we mm. we don't have to go back into everything, but I think it's such a great total package of a game. How about Wave Race 64? Uh, I'm going to just right off the back say Vibes are 5. I, think I don't agree with that. This game uh, d- defines Vibes. <laughs> Like, there's so much effort even putting into the different levels and making them distinct and, like, yeah. such a specific vibe. And for fun factor, I would probably even say, for me, four. Like, the, the gameplay is so satisfying. Like, I love how it feels, like, the way you're bouncing on the waves. And, like, uh, I don't know. For me, it really clicks, like, mm-hmm. lining up the different things. Uh, it gets a little tough. Uh, which is fine. Uh, being difficult isn't necessarily bad. Um, but some of the, but then there's certain things like I didn't get get really too into like the trick mode, which is okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, and you know multiplayer is okay. But I don't know. I wish there could be a little bit more there. But playing just doing a race, doing a circuit, is awesome. So four for me. Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you said there. So, <laughs> okay, I think uh, yeah, four also. I I love the racing. Um, I I did a lot of the tricks on the tutorial level, and I think we tried to do. There's like sort of two uh, trick races where you you're racing through 
these rings and you have a time limit you're supposed to score a certain number of points with the tricks yeah but like i had fun doing the tricks i just don't like how the they incorporate yeah. yeah i don't like the mode that they did i'd rather just go back to the tutorial level and do some more tricks for sure for sure uh mortal combat trilogy uh this one i love like the mortal combat mythology and all that sort of stuff uh what little i kind of know about it i feel like the way it comes off in like this specific version of the game isn't as good as like when we were playing in the arcade mm -hmm. so for vibes i i'm gonna just give it a three because i i really i think mortal kombat is awesome but um you know this specific version that people say is really good i feel like when you play it on actual arcade even the older ones like uh the vibes are way better. <laughs> mm -hmm. What about you? This is a trickier one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think the uh, the greatest appeal of the game was watching the fatalities, which mm -hmm. uh, in my gameplay never. <laughs> I guess they happened. Did they happen to, to me? Oh yeah, they happened to me. But. Um, <laughs> I was really struggling with this one, so... Yeah, this is hard. I don't know. Uh, well, we can give it a, a three as well. Okay. For fun factor, yeah, this is a tough one because it's just like I'm just not good at it. It's not my genre. And I feel like it does. it's a little like tougher to like get back up when you've been knocked down. Mm -hmm. So, But I still had a fair amount of fun with it, but... This, this is going to sound harsh, but I, I'd probably say two, just from my experience. Like, I didn't... I thought it was all right. Um, I, I, it sound, like, if you listen to that, it probably sounds like I like it more. But just yeah. just comparing it to the other ones, like... I definitely like researching it more than I liked. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say two, but I feel like I liked it less than you. Well, one is, I feel like, is like... That is really, really harsh. <laughs> yeah, no, two's all right. I think. All right, all right. I, I almost went three on that one, to be fair. Okay, but. yours is like a, a high two. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky 3D Hockey. I thought this, vibes-wise, was a very charming game, mm -hmm. but definitely not as much as, like, say, Wave Race or even Pilot Wings. But, for, for and, like, the, you know, the music's pretty decent, but even compared to those other games, like, it doesn't hit those same highs. So I'd say from Vibes, i give about a three. Um, pretty, pretty, oh, it was okay. It was pretty good. Okay. Three is, like, good I'm, to I'm gonna me. go... I, I think those are our scales, like, yeah. don't quite match up, because, like, I think three for you is, is good, where, where three for me is just, like, Average. Eh. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, so I'm gonna give it a four... I think okay. you can tell on our scales because, like, I gave some of the earlier games like higher scores. Mm -hmm. Um, like, it's not. I think it it matches up here. Like my earlier, my first three or fives, where I'm like, yeah, these are awesome vibes. My my Mortal Kombat is a three, where I'm like, eh, this is in the middle. For sure. Okay. Um, for fun factor though. I had a friggin' blast playing this game. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, I'm gonna give it a five. <laughs> this is very, definitely very biased, or like, by, like I know it's like, it's kind of limited of a game, but I just think like the average game of this is so fun. And mm -hmm. I don't even like hockey that much. Um, and it's of 
this early game games we're talking about like uh you know i i definitely wouldn't say it's equally as fun as uh super mario 64 for example but uh just for what its type of experience is for me it's like top notch mm-hmm. and you have four player you know oh so awesome yeah i i'm also gonna go five on this yes i, I thought this was really fun especially in the because, arcade was fun yeah too. the arcade was a lot of fun um when you're playing two player you can play against each other or you can pay play cooperatively and that's what we were doing mm-hmm. um and i thought that was a lot of fun uh okay i don't know i like the uh I, I'm not like a very competitive person. Like I'm, I, I'm mostly competitive against myself. Like I like to do better than I did before, but I'm not competitive against other people. So I liked doing the co-op a lot. Yeah, we'll probably play more of that too in the future because it was fun mm-hmm. and you can beat more teams. You know what I mean and mm-hmm. get your record up. So, uh, Killer Instinct Gold. I'm gonna be controversial here. Because I, I actually think... I give Mortal Kombat Trilogy a 3. I'm going to give this a 4. Mm-hmm. Even though we talked about kind of... A lot of it is like... They're you know they're influenced by it in a lot of ways. But I think it's more due to... If, if you're comparing maybe the arcade versions, it would be a different story. But like, just this specific version of the game... It actually got worse reviews, uh, I think, at the time for not being as good of a port, but I actually think it works better as an N64 game than Mortal Kombat Trilogy does, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Just, like, the visuals, like, the kind of mix... I think the way it mixes 2D and 3D is cool. I think mm-hmm. the soundtrack is is way better, in my opinion. Um, and I don't know. Yeah, I just think it, like... Something about it really grabbed me. Maybe it's because, also, I had more fun playing it, too, but I, I think the soundtrack and the visuals... Uh, even it's dumbed down as they were comparatively to the arcade, like, I thought it was fun. I, I thought it visually stood out to me. The vibes were there. Yeah, I think I agree on the vibes. I think I, we're going to disagree on the fun factor. But uh, <laughs> I think I could go for a four with the vibes. I, I got attached to... felt more attached to the characters in here, I think, than... Mortal Kombat, which kind of helped with the vibes. Um, we had our our main um, uh, uh, spinal what's his name spinal, yes. <laughs> and uh, I agree with the like two D three D thing. It was cool to have the the two D fighters, but them still having a three D environment that where the camera camera would rotate. I thought that was really neat, and it felt know, a little more colorful yeah yeah we're more colorful yeah i love spinal's stage this his ship um and all the uh the guys all rowing. the skeletons rolling uh, rowing and the uh the xylophone the xylophone God, that's so yeah cool. true the i rare think that stage music. alone like is what really pulls it to a four vibe for me okay how about <laughs> the fun factor i i'm gonna say I had more fun with this than Mortal Kombat because of, like, just the basic idea. Like, both of them, I think I equally got my ass kicked in, but just that it was so much easier. When I get knocked down, I get back up again. You're never going to keep me down. And we could, like, in this, we actually beat it 
and I kind of picked up some things a little bit better. And it has a training mode, mm -hmm. so you you at least have a chance to learn some moves. <laughs> um, <laughs> not uh, not that me. <laughs> I, I didn't get advanced, but you know we were beating it. So for me, I'd go a little bit higher. I'd say uh, a three. I, I almost I feel like four would be too high, but I don't know. I I actually had a lot of fun playing this one. So it does. I don't know. What about you? I'm gonna keep it at it too. Okay. Like the like fighting I said, game the fighting just isn't just your... not my thing. I think like Smash is as far as I go into the fighting mm -hmm. game genre. Uh, the it it's yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would not play this on my own. Okay, Cruising USA. I would say the I I mean I have such nostalgia for it, but yeah, playing it I was like. You know this game the it's actually a little busted mm -hmm. and if i was being honest i'll probably say a two for the vibe because i think especially when we're playing like it really takes you out of it when we're playing it's kind of charming but when it just totally is breaking when you're playing multiplayer the frame rate is just non-existent um and then the music there's that one song i really like but then when you listen to it compared to the arcade one it's like <laughs> oh man it's so much worse um so yeah i don't know uh, well, this is, of the games we've played so far, this is the type I, I'm really enjoying more, like mm -hmm. the vehicle simulation kinds of things and uh, adventure kinds of things. But what about the vibe? Yeah, the, I, I like the, the concept, the, the going, the, the road trip. Cruising and just seeing, USA. like, yeah. the sights. That is cool, yeah. So, I'm gonna give it a three. Okay. Not not too high. I but... could see I could see myself going that, yeah. Um, from a fun perspective, I would probably it is it is kind of fun. It is kind mm -hmm. of fun. Maybe I'll give it a three. For me, I think it's like yeah, it's alright. It's fun. There are gonna be better racing games for sure, and I, I think maybe even compared to them it's probably lower, but what was your your fun factor? <laughs> I think four would be too high. Wow. Probably based on the based well, on the ratings I've given ones. the other ones, I think four is Compared probably too. I was thinking about a four, and then I was like, "Well, I gave Mario, Mario and Wave, Wave Race. Race. I'm like, it's definitely lower. You haven't than, given a three than Wave Race, so yeah, we can go. We can go three. Okay, that's pretty. Okay, now our final one, uh, Shadows of the Empire, from a vibe perspective, you know. I'm kind of torn. I feel like I like Star Wars a fair amount, and I think I think it's cool, especially the multimedia thing. Actually, kind of adds to the vibe of it a little bit. Like, yeah, I, I'm trying to decide if that's like, should I consider that in the vibes? Because if I consider that, it's definitely higher than the game. The game on its own, I'm kind of like, eh, it's all right. I feel like. Um, yeah, I feel like it doesn't always fully, like, it's not the most, like, you know, the Star Wars stuff is there, for sure, obviously, but, like... Some of the music was, like, really repetitive. Yeah. I remember Nico coming out and being like, I thought you guys were, like, listening to the, the same, same scene short clip over and over again. No, that's just the, the track. I think I'd give the vibe another three, personally. Uh, it was, it was, you know, it yeah. was... Yeah. Yeah, I think three is right. I think, you know, if you 
thinking about yes. the other the multimedia aspect uh the the graphic novel and the comic uh series is what makes it cool to me okay so so three is three is fair to say yeah what about though from a from a fun <laughs> what would you say how much fun did you have playing so we kind of split it so that I was playing most of the you know <laughs> I've been saying I like the vehicle simulation games we've been playing so I was doing a lot of the vehicle stuff mm-hmm. which, which I thought fun. was pretty fun yeah. I did play a little bit of the walking around stuff and that was definitely less fun to me so mm-hmm. you know I feel like I could go higher on the vehicle part and lower on the walking around part so I think Maybe if I average that, that could also be a three. Okay, a three. That's good. You know what? I ended up, especially by the end when they they almost get, it's not really, but it almost had Zelda dungeon type vibes where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you need the key card and you have to go around and kind of explore. And I got more used to the controls. Actually, had kind of a lot of fun playing <laughs> this game, uh, even with how certain things you know you feel like oh it hasn't been fully formed like in in a way but i had a lot of fun playing this especially compared to uh some of the other ones i gave like threes so i I would actually give it a four because i had i ended up having a lot of fun running around exploring uh using the jet pack um and it does do a good job even though i was like the vibes it's not the most the best of like star wars vibed things like it did give off the like thing of like you're going around doing different things they do in Star Wars, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I would go for with that. Um, so if we're looking, I kind of just quickly mocked up our. I combined our scores. I'm like, what are our? It looks like our we're kind of. And would we agree with this? Mario sixty four is the best game we played. It's got to be. It's the yeah, flagship I, game. Yeah. Uh, and then our scores combined, I don't know if you'd agree, but like we had Wave Race just behind, factoring in both That's, of us. Yeah. Just behind. And then the pulling up behind it is Pilot Wings and Wayne Gretzky, which I think that does fairly represent mm-hmm. our... I definitely say those are my favorite games we played. Yeah. So pretty early on. And then it's kind of mixed... Later, I mean, Mortal Kombat is our lowest combined score and cruising, um, which I think is fairly accurate, especially with how much, you know, that's like cruising. We cruised, we cruised the USA, and it was kind of like we're sort of done with it. Uh, Killer Instinct and Shadows, we have more in the mid range, but I, I think we had our fun with them while we played them. So mm-hmm. I think they're pretty uh, worthwhile. But yeah, Mario 64 and Wave Race. I think are definitely the standout Nintendo 64 games of 1996 uh, with our uh, quick and dirty ranking we did there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, it's been it's been fun. I'm excited to see what 1997 has in store for us. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, so yeah, our next episode coming out is going to be about... NBA hang time and Mario Kart 64 as we've said we've been prepping for that it's been a blast um mm-hmm. uh there's well there's all kinds of uh uh fun 
and struggles and all kinds of things we're going to be talking about in our next episode. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm excited because I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. Uh, the monthly thing has been working out really well. It gives us time to really kind of sit with some of the games and, you know, not rush through any of them or anything. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and to other, do other things in our lives and to like do a <laughs> lot of watching the movies and researching, like, you know, we're kind of like half in on, so, you know, we get to pop in and like watch a movie or listen mm-hmm. to an album. And it's been a, it's been a great experience and we've gotten, you know, a lot of people come to us, talking to us about this and people just like finding out and wanting to be on the show and stuff like that. Uh, and it's been cool. Like just getting, uh, some of this positive support. Um, yeah, the response has been great. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Uh, if, Feel free to write more comments. We'll we're gonna try to keep up with them uh, as we go. And you know, if you want to write in and uh, like ask us questions and stuff like that, we'll try to address that and stuff too. Um, with uh, let me, well, I'll plug some of our stuff, and you can find out how you can uh, get a get a hold of us. But so our art is done by Corey Richmond, and the music by Nico Sylvian. Thanks to both of them for. Uh, helping craft the vibe of our show Mm -hmm. um it's been it's it's very key i think actually yeah it's created a a fun a fun vibe uh just looking at i love looking at our little logo and hearing Mm -hmm. our little music um uh like i said you can rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice um youtube like i said we have you can go leave a comment there uh we'll try to respond to it uh, sooner than later and uh, give us a like subscribe you know all that the YouTube it's it's more of a like oh it's also on YouTube but we'll mm-hmm. we'll be taking a look at stuff on there because um, you know I know for some people that's a convenient way to listen to a podcast so plus we got our, our playlists on there yeah our we music do have playlists I think I accidentally made one on my YouTube oh. <laughs> uh, for this game the next game oh. but and, but I'm trying to do them on flashback and make them public so if you want to go over to our YouTube and check our playlist that we've made, you get a nice mix of like '90s uh, music from that time of the show or of the game we're talking about on the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us on Twitter or whatever X. Yeah, <laughs> Twitter uh, at <laughs> Flashback sixty four Pod, and go. I I gotta write it down in here. Um, we'll see if this sticks around, but we are on Blue Sky which I've been having a lot of fun with. We've gotten, we've actually gotten, you know, some more, uh, listeners from there, which is exciting. And we're getting a lot of, a lot of nice people talking to us and sharing their thoughts with us. Uh, I think we're flashback at flashback 64 on there. So flashback 64 dot social, I think is how they work over there. But, <laughs> um, and for our friends who aren't on there, who want to be on there, you know, if we get some invite codes, uh, we'll send them, but, yeah, it's been cool over there. Um, you can email us stuff too at uh, flashback64pod at gmail.com. And like I said, join our Discord because we're going to have game nights and stuff like that. Uh, at least once a month, it's looking like we're going to try to. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was such a hit, like we said. Um, we had two, because yeah. you can play four player on NSO of Mario Kart. And so we had, we had six people uh so we we had Mm -hmm. two three on three you know verses for mario kart we're doing verses and battle and stuff and if we get more we can 
split it up even to even more. So it's it's almost like a it's like a land party, but not land, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where uh, we're all playing our playing our games together. And so, like I said, we'll we'll be doing that with other N64 games and whatever else. I don't know. We'll see what else comes up. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks everyone for listening to the show and we will we'll see you in 1997. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>